Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Self Chats with Cat. I'm your host, Cat or Catherine Mexavon. Um, today we are on episode five of Self Chats, and if you're just joining for the first time, we are on season two. Um, I don't know where the time has gone, but we have flown all the way to season two. <laughs> You know, with everything that's going on in the world and my last episode, if you haven't listened, we talked about reflections and how far we've come or we came um, since the beginning of 2020 and in your own personal walk in life. And, you know, I wanted to address the issues of the world only because I think we should bring awareness to, to things that are not right and you know, I am not equipped and I don't have the the knowledge to really speak on this topic. So I thought it would be a great idea to bring in a guest who would be able to help us understand from their point of view of what they're going through and what we can do as an Asian community or or any community that is not of this race to help and just be mindful of of the things that they, you know, experience on a day-to-day. The guest that I have for this episode is an author of the book, You Are Not Smaller Than the Room, a father, a boss, and my dear friend, Temeskin Star. Temeskin, welcome to Self Chats. Thank you for having me today, Kathy. Thank you for the kind words. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here too. So what's been going on? How are you feeling? racism, 
was the thing that did not exist anymore in our nation. It's right. the fact that, you know, we're seeing it at such a high volume accepted by not just, I wouldn't say the masses, you know, it's really, it, it, it's, a, it's something that's just slapping us all across the face because it's, it's coming from the top down. Right. And that's not okay. Right. Um, you know, the, the leadership in our country is just blatantly, unfortunately, spitting in uh, not just black people's faces, but, you know, a fight that started months ago with our Latin brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's saddening to see that some of the things that were happening in the 50s, uh, 60s were that, you know, our parents and grandparents fought against are reoccurring, you know, uh, you know, and, and, and it's only because of social media, it's only because of, you know, filmings, you know, technology. I mean, these are all things that were happening, you know, 50, 60 years ago. We thought we're gone, but now we're just brought back to light. And, you know, unfortunately, our government, you know, from, uh, from our leader, our, our, our <laughs> chief, so to speak, you know, has just making it okay that this is happening on so many different levels. And that's, and that's, it's a really disheartening time. You know, I, I've got a nine-year-old son who, sweetest kid in the world, but, you know, having to have those talks about, you know, good cops versus bad cops and then having to, you know, teach him how to be a driver of a car, how to be right. a passenger in a car, how to interact with the police on any, uh, on any sort of sort of playing field. You know, those are things that, you know, no parent should have to deal with. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot of different conversations with, you know, white friends and, you know, people who, you know, have never had to experience any of that. And they're like, yo, this is craziness. And, you know, you really get to see who is it that, you know, has your back. But then at the same time, it's, it's really easy now to say, oh, you don't get it? I can cut you off. Have <laughs> and you that's, had... And that's sad in itself. Did you have to lose yeah. some friends from that? Did you? Oh, absolutely. Oh. Uh, and I'm fine with that. Fine with it, no question. You know, if you can't figure yeah. out quick, fast, in a hurry that, hey, uh, and you're afraid to say black lives matter. You know, we're, we're, you know black people are... are That's that's a, that's really a harsh way of, you know, basically saying that or explaining how black people are treated. You know, if you if you look at things throughout, you know, the centuries here in America, you know, there's groups like PETA mm-hmm. who look out for animals and you know, oh, this is wrong. But who looks out for black people? Right. You know, uh, the sad thing is, you know, we all see the, you know, I, I think Sean King's done a great job mm-hmm. of opening the eyes of our nation and the world. Um, you know, Complex has done a great job of, you know, blaring out those things. Uh, and kudos to them. Yeah. But it's sad to see, 
yesterday morning, we all and everyone put up the exact same instance of a kid outside playing basketball by himself in his own community, in his own driveway. Obviously, that kid is aware enough and he knows what is going on in the nation mm-hmm. that he playing basketball by himself, being a kid, and a cop car drives by and the kid hides. Yeah. And on the side of that car, it says to protect and serve. And no less than 20 minutes, my son was taking out the trash to go out the front door of our house. Mm-hmm. And it's trash day. And literally went 40 feet. And all he did, and I, and I, and I could kind of tell what was going on, but all he did was heard sirens. And the kid, and no less than 20 seconds, I see the kid bolting in the house and slamming the door. Oh, wow. Would you say that, that, you know, with having a son, that's one of the hardest things that you had to deal with as far as explaining what is going on with the world? I would say, I wouldn't even say with having a son. I would say with having a black kid. Um, Brianna Taylor was not somebody's son. Right, that's true. Daughter who was in her own house asleep. Um, you know, it's not just. It has nothing to do with male or female at this point. It's it's if you are of darker skin, you can be murdered in this country, not even just by a civilian, but by someone who is in place to protect you, and it is okay. You know, we're seeing. Uh, young black men hanging from trees, light poles, even in our town centers right. in, the last, in the last five days. And, you know, we're, we're getting these smoke and mirror bullshit responses that, oh, you know, this person, you know, was thinking about killing themselves or, yeah, um, no. No. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it's not just happening in Palmdale, California. It's in Houston. It's in uh, New Orleans. It, it's it's across the nation. You know, having a son, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, and, and and it's really sad when, or just having a child who is, you know, naive, who is nice, who is sweet, and 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 I, you know, I, I've been blessed to have one of the sweetest kids in the world, and having to have that conversation about, you know, what happened to Ahmaud Aubrey and, you know, why everyone decided that, you know, we needed to, you know, jog on that day yeah. in support of what happened. And then four weeks later, five weeks later, saying, and, and, and having him have to watch a video where, you know, a police officer is sitting on, kneeling on, George Floyd's neck, and you know, truly, and, and he couldn't make it through, you know, the first two minutes of the video, and he's starting to ask questions like, well, or, you know, or say things like, you know, if I ever get pulled over, and I say when, <laughs> you know, it's going to happen, but, you know, when he says, well, you know, if, when I get pulled over, I hope it's a black cop, I said, dude, let's just hope you don't get pulled over, yeah. and what 
black cops aren't good and all white cops aren't bad. Yeah. Because, you know, I know, like, when you said, what does it look like in the future or what is it going to look like in the future? You know, we as parents, we as a community, we have to then also, you know, truly tell our kids, hey, you know, we can't live in a prejudice as well because he can't think, hey, all my white friends are bad, all my black friends are good because that's not the case. Yeah. You can get, you know, um, and, and we have to teach our kids, you know, to see color and unfortunately to stand up for themselves. You know, um, it, it's funny. He made, a, he made a comment to me the other day, uh, you know, while working out. He said, uh, and this is 8 in the morning and I said, one of my good friends are back there working out. And, uh, and, and he said, you know, one of my friends one time said, uh, I'm probably the, the first one who will get pulled over by a cop. What? And I was and we both stopped, and you know he kind of laughed it off, and I, I think he laughed it laughed it off at that point because he was uncomfortable with thinking, but he felt it in his heart that it was something that needed to be said. Mm-hmm. And I had to check him, and I said, "Hey, first of all, that's not funny." Mm-hmm. And her friend might have just been saying that because you know I said, "Maybe you're a little wild, you're funny, you're crazy," but you have to tell your friends in the future, "Hey, guess what? That's something that's not cool. That's something that we can't stand for." Because they need to be educated on the fact that, you know, these are things that I fear as a black man. This is something that, you know, is not okay. Yeah, yeah. If my life may be over a lot faster than yours would. Right. Let's take it back to, like, when you were growing up. When would you say, like, was the first time that you experienced racism in, in your personal life? I would say the first time I can truly pinpoint and say that I experienced racism, mm-hmm. I would say it's probably in uh, probably early high school age. You know, I grew up here in South Central LA. Uh, had parents who were great and very supportive. Uh, introduced me to a lot of different you know things, cultures, immersed me into everything, uh, and they did a great job of teaching me, hey, guess what, um, you are black, be proud, but we are also going to, you're going to be put in some situations so that you know how to, you know, enjoy, you know, different cultures. Um, one of the things that myself, model sister, we were forged the opportunity was that we grew up playing hockey, you know, we didn't just play basketball, we didn't play football, baseball, you know, the typical black sports, we played ice hockey. <laughs> I didn't know you played hockey. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we did it uh, all the way up until the highest levels. Mm-hmm. However, you know, I would say the first time it really shook me and stuck with me was, uh, you know, early in high school. I remember being on a uh, trip in, I want to say it was Tacoma, Washington, playing in a hockey tournament there. And uh, I can't remember if it was the Tacoma, Washington trip or Colorado. One the two. I know it happened on both trips, but you know, being one of the better you know kids on the team, and not even I don't even know. If I'm that, I think on that team I was not one of the better kids. On the team. <laughs> I was just, good team, good, and you know, it was things. We were having a good time, and I remember on both of those trips, and I want to say it was both in the same year. Um, you know, being called a nigger. And I was like, just in the middle of playing, I was like, whoa, wait a minute, this ain't cool. My daddy wouldn't stand for it. I'm not standing for it. We got to fight. Mm-hmm. And, 
was, you know, a sad, I mean, and yes, I did win both fights, but, you know, it was a sad thing because in all other fights that happened uh, in the game of hockey that I ever, you know, been, been a part of or overheard or whatnot, it was never really, you know, anybody, you know, talking too much trash. That's a, hockey's a sport where you're like, if you, you got a problem with somebody, you just take it, you just, it just happens. You know, yeah. It's all physical never too verbal and at that point I said whoa this is real you know you um said something about Caden and telling him that you know it's to tell his friends it's not okay for them to say stuff like you'd be the first one to um get arrested what are for you and for others um like yourself like what are things that me and other races can do to help as far as like create change or kind of bring racism to to people's minds because some people are oblivious you know and I hate to say but there's like a lot of Karens out there that don't understand what they're that what they're doing is wrong they think it's normal to you know go up to people's windows and tell them they can't be here or you know we don't belong in this neighborhood like what are some things that people can do to minimize it? Is it, do you think calling them out or recording them is a, a solution? Like, I don't know. I mean, unfortunately, I, I, I don't know how to deal with the Karens of the world. <laughs> <laughs> away from them. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, I would say, you know, like people that are, you know, loving like yourself, Kathy, you know, who, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, we have to, as a whole, just have a lot of conversations with people yeah. and make it uncomfortable for people all the time. Um, you know, it's, it's it, let's call a spade a spade. Everyone makes off-color comments all the time. Yes. And, and, you know, we have to not be afraid to say, yo, hold on. Now, what do you mean by that? Oh, you know, I'm just playing. Well, let me tell you how hurtful that could be, or let me give you an example of, you know, a situation where that can really be offensive. You know, and I and I think that, you know, until people start to realize that, you know, the things that they say uh, behind closed doors, right, or some of the ways that they feel internally, then that's where, you know, and, 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 and we have to call people out on, you know, some of those things that they do say behind closed doors where they don't think, oh, well, that's not how I really feel in the real world. No, yeah. no, you feel that way. But, you know, the difference of, like, I mean, to be honest, the Asian community, we're racist against each other's uh, nationalities. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, anyway, but, you know, like, but the difference between that is that, the only people who end up not being alive is blacks, you know, like there's racism, but I feel like black people are the only ones that end up getting killed, by, you know, for, for no reason. What would you say um, change looks like for you? I mean, I think like you said, uh, what does change look like for me? Uh, we have to start with building up our communities a lot. Yeah. Uh, 
a merging of you know some different programs that are going to you know give those level playing fields and i'm not saying hey let's 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 make this the the, the whole we need to run. yeah shit fuck it yeah, let's go. <laughs> fuck it who cares i don't care how you do it let's let's level the playing field one way or another um but really let's let's bring some 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 excellence on all different levels out from the, the cracks. How about we get rid of the president first? That would be a good start. Everyone's got to vote. Yeah. And, and, you know, all these wonderful petitions that have been signed uh, most recently and protests and march, marches that has really showed us that there are a new wave of young people who need to speak up. Um, we need to start and, and one of the things that we really need to do, and I think a lot of us are shying away from it, mm-hmm. is we need a lot of new brown faces in politics. I agree. Uh, you know, I thought about it for the last couple of weeks, and I'm like, yo, you know, why am I not becoming more vocal? You know, we have a lot of great young black Faces who are entrepreneurs, who are uh, social leads in regards to a lot of wonderful nonprofits here across the nation. Um, I think it's time for some of us to really step up to the plate and say, hey, if we want some change, we have to be the people who are truly leading our communities to that change. How are we going to do that? There's really no other way than through getting involved in the uh, political scene. And beyond that, you know, we then have to really start looking at, you know, I'm not saying, you know, don't support companies like Nike and, you know, hey, guess what? Nike's done a great job of who they are and being who they are. And, you know, hey, guess what? Phil Knight came up with a great product and he found a way to, you know, boom that product Mm -hmm. for him. But what needs to also happen is uh, we as different communities need to start really pushing forward our kids who are the talented 10th, so to speak, and say, hey, guess what? Now I need you to go be great. And we need to push forward those kids into uh, uh, C-suite positions one way or another. Yeah. You know, building up of our own companies or through different ranks. You know, hey, if... If, if Caden is that kid and he needs to go be great, hey, guess what? We're going to all push you to go, go do that. And I think, you know, it really happens with the support within the community. It happens within uh, the opportunities. And I think, you know, as a community as a whole, uh, be it, you know, nationwide, be it you know, on the smaller levels, you know, we need to start really pinpointing those leaders who need to be supported, who need to be pushed forward so that there can be those glimmers of hope uh, for the next generations to say, okay, guess what? I can do that too. And I can do something that's going to help people on a broader scale. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I thank you for joining me today. Um, I really am glad that you were able to join me. You know, I was thinking like, I am not equipped to be talking about this topic, but I wanted to bring awareness because, you know, there's not a lot of people who are don't know you know how you're living through your perspective but um how can the people you know get in 
in contact with you or you know connect with you uh, you can connect with me on Instagram, uh, just first name Temeskin, T-E-M-E-S-G-H-E-N, last name Star, S-T-R-R, that's usually the best way to kind of follow me, and uh, look for some new platforms, uh, you know, look at one of the other uh, community-based organizations that um, I'm involved in, my friend's house, Inc., on Instagram, and uh, look forward to seeing some political moves here pretty quick so you are you saying that you're going to be um trying to well my name is that done all right well i'll be there to be campaigning for you but uh after this coronavirus <laughs> yeah Let's all get outside first. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, guys, we've reached the end of this episode, and I hope that you enjoyed this interview with Temeskin Star. Until next time, this is your girl, Kat, and thanks so much for listening to Self Chats with Kat. Mm-hmm.